This is Arike Ogumbawale, and you're listening to The Soaring Wings Show. Thanks, guys, for tuning in to the Soaring Wing Show on the One Sider Network. I am Ari Graham at WNBA Love on Twitter, at WNBA underscore love on Instagram. And this is Dorothy J. Gentry on at Dorothy J. Gentry on Twitter and Instagram. All right, y'all. So we're coming at you right after the outstanding mm-hmm. performance Whoa. against the Los Angeles <laughs> Sparks. Uh, the Dallas Wings won 84 to 78 with an outstanding performance from Rookie of the Year so far. Candidate. Should have been there, y'all. <laughs> 35 points. Should right. have been there. <laughs> yes. Uh, it was actually something spectacular to see. So let's uh, take a listen from what Arike had to say after the game. Yeah, I think it was just a good team effort. You know, my teammates found me. Uh, I think our defense, we got in transition. We just got into the flow. Yeah, so it was a great game all around. Uh, Glory Johnson had a career high, five three-pointers in the game. Ended the game with 20 points. Amani McGee Stafford grabbed her 500th board. Uh, you had Isabel Harrison that had a game high four steals. It was just good things all around. 26 points mm-hmm. in the first quarter, most in the first quarter this season. I mean, most what were your definitely. thoughts? It, it, and it was, it was definitely a total team effort tonight. But, guys, it was the Enrique show. It was the Enrique show uh, on tonight. They had they suited up only eight mm-hmm. players, as we know, and we'll talk a little bit about the suspensions and the fight a little bit later in the show. But with only eight players, they snapped the Sparks' five-game win streak, and they won their second in a row. So at just the right time, I think you talked about it last week, the malice in Dallas, mm-hmm. at just the right time, the, the, the wings are kind of do some, doing some things. They may not make the playoffs, but they're making some noise as we – Heading to the end of the season. Yeah, if they can keep it up like this, they're definitely going to cause a lot of trouble for other teams. And, I mean, they still haven't been eliminated from playoff contention. Right, There's right. still a little bit more time. We have, what, eight games left after this. Play, we play against New York mm-hmm, on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's still a chance. But definitely right. they are going to be someone, a team that can definitely mess up seating for the players. Because I know that L.A. is really trying to fight for one of those spots to make sure they have a bye week in right, the playoffs. Right, but they did. They they came in. And Enrique. Uh, uh, performance you know it was it was historic most definitely um she tied for fifth most by a rookie in nba wnba history mm-hmm. one more time <laughs> fifth most by a rookie in wnba history it was also the second most points by a wings rookie and it's tied for ninth most points scored in the game in franchise history so she added a little spice to the rookie of the year conversation on tonight uh, this is also her ninth time this season collecting 20 or more points. Yeah, she's definitely been uh, the main scorer, scoring mm-hmm. option for the Dallas Wings. You can see mm-hmm. automatically, like, when you get the rebound from a board, like, it's find Enrique. Where's Enrique? Let's see if Enrique is open. Like, definitely the number one option. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. She's been given those reins, and then it's mm-hmm. it's even better when you have uh, veteran players like Glory um, making it behind the three-point yes. line, and you got Amani beasting on the boards, everybody yes. just beasting on the boards, making sure that they're getting those opportunities. I could just tell, like, automatically we're getting the ball to Enrique. And it's it's really great to see 
like Agler give her that kind of control and reins over the team, you know, it's it's a lot of pressure for a young rookie, and she seems to be handling it very well. Very well indeed, most definitely. Uh, her confidence is growing, you can tell, and she's basically, you know, stepped in and put the team on her back. And yeah. I think it's awesome, you know. Definitely want to give a shout-out to Glory Johnson again, as you already mentioned tonight. Um, she sank a career high. She's been in the league for a minute. Yeah. Career high, five three-pointers tonight. Mm -hmm. And in the night, five for six with 20 points. So she had a little vintage performance on tonight. So shout-out to Glory, most definitely. Yeah, it was good to see Glory in that light again because uh, it took a little while for her to get reacclimated yeah, after did. returning from, from Euro. Yeah, mm -hmm. from, from <laughs> Eurobasket. And uh, it's just really good to see her her step up and really just balling. Like, not only on the offensive end, she was really uh, aggressive on the defensive end as well. Most definitely. So it was great to see that veteran presence, that vintage performance, uh, you know, coming out tonight. And uh, also want to give a shout-out to Imani McGee Stafford. She collected her uh, 500th career rebound tonight. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So shout-out to Imani. So, again, yeah. it was an all-around team effort. It was. It mm -hmm. was. It was really good to see her out there. I see uh, she was just changing a lot of trajectory of shots. Like, mm -hmm. a lot of times she mm -hmm. was just putting her hands up, going right. up, not necessarily going for the block, but it was enough to make sure that the opponents missed. I mean, how about holding the Los Angeles Sparks to just 14 points in the fourth quarter? Right. Again, right. there's that defensive mentality from the team, that identity that the Wings have gained. And at home, it's just they are tough to beat. Most definitely. All right. So it was the second second win for the Wings in a row. It's the first time they've done it since back in June. You know, they got their first world win. Um, we'll get into that in a little bit. But first, let's talk about this supposed Rookie of the Year conversation. Now, you guys know me. I'm going to be biased regardless when it comes to the Dallas Wings. And I feel like Enrique just keeps proving mm -hmm. her case mm -hmm. in the matter of Rookie of the Year. Right. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I... I think she is. I mean, and I'm not going to necessarily say being biased, you know, uh, covering the Dallas Wings. That's the beat writer for the Athletic. Shout out right quick mm -hmm. uh, to the Athletic. But um, she's good. Mm -hmm. She's, uh, for a rookie, she's poised. She's come in and she's had to do so many different things. And people talk about her efficiency isn't there. Tonight she was, what, 57%, uh, you know, from the field. So, you know, she's growing in her confidence. She's growing in her uh shot selection and her shot making and she's out there doing it all yeah um you know because of the situation the you know the, the roster uh, fluctuations the missing players um and she's doing it all with ease and uh, again her confidence is growing i i think she is making a strong case for rookie of the year. I would think so as well. I understand that Nafisa Kaya was an all-star, and there's mm -hmm. nothing to downplay. I mean, both of them have been playing very, very well, and for them to be picked lower in the draft, I mean, yeah. you have one, two, and three that haven't even been considered in the conversation. It's right. just these two that are in the front running. So, mm -hmm. I mean, you look at the situations, the naysayers are saying that, well, Enrique has more opportunity to score, which is why, you know, Nafisa Collier should be considered. Uh, just because of her situation, she's still stuffing stats as well. I mean, she's she's been a steady player throughout the year, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. it's like she doesn't have the same responsibility right. that Enrique has. Right. So I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. You have to look at what she's dealing with, you mm -hmm. know, um, in terms of you know uh, the, the the people around her, you know, her her teammates around her, the situation that she's in, and she's still producing, and she's still you know being stopped you know teams are focusing on Arike mm -hmm. you know uh veteran players mm -hmm. you know um 
Yeah, I saw Candace Parker on her for a little bit exactly. tonight. Like, they were trying to throw anything at her to do that. I mean, to, to stop her. And you're not seeing that with Nafisa Collier because she's, like, the third or fourth option out there in Minnesota. But, you know, shout out to Nafisa. But I really yeah. think that Enrique yeah. is the rookie of the year. But we got nine games left to see. Yeah. Um, let's find out. But I think it's going to it's gonna be Enrique in the end. So, I mean, tonight the Dallas Wings were limited due to the suspensions uh, yes. that came down earlier this week. Suspension gate. Yeah. <laughs> Suspension gate. Uh, wow. Tonight uh, the team was without uh, Kayla Thornton, which is the our top defensive threat right. on the team. And uh, they only suited up eight players, and they were still able to make it work. And we already know the reason why they suited up only eight players is because of the suspensions. Again, suspension gate. You all know about the, the altercation uh, on Saturday night's game on the road um, in Phoenix um, with the Wings. And uh, at the center of that, of course, was Brittany Griner and a new Dallas Wing player, uh, Chris. Christine Anikwe. Anikwe. And so uh, there was a little altercation there and, you know, some going back and forth, you know, a couple of um, uh, hits, you know, thrown. Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen the video. Yeah. Um, so as a result, suspensions were definitely handed down. And so uh, we know Brittany Griner, uh, she received um, three games, mm -hmm. you know, for her part in the altercation. And then Kayla Thornton, again, our, our biggest uh, defensive weapon, uh, she received um, two games. Also, Anigwe, she received two games. And then we also have uh, Kayla Davis, who received one game and a $500 fine mm. for leaving the bench. So mm. that, that's three players. Now, because of the league rules that you have to suit up, at least eight players, and because, of course, we're already down several players due to injuries, uh, Kayla did play tonight, and she will play Friday. She will not serve her suspension until Sunday when they play at Connecticut, and that's when Kristen, who just came from Connecticut, um, is back on the court, mm -hmm. as well as Kayla Thornton. Yeah, no, that's going to be interesting. Did y'all get all that? Who's on first? Did y'all get all that? <laughs> I've really appreciated all of the takes from everyone. I mean, it really got WNBA Twitter yes. fired up uh, ever since Saturday. Uh, there's been a lot of discussion on whether or not the suspensions have right. been fair. Right. Um, it's really hard to tell based off of the video that yes. we received. Like yes. I said, we don't really know the context of what was happening. But just looking at it, like a different different perception, I do think that kind of Anigwe and Griner should have been on the same level. Mm -hmm. I still do not know what it was that got Kayla Thornton involved and right. that kind of set her off a little bit, right. but it was just, it was just heated. And I mean, I don't even want to spend the rest of this time talking about the officiating that led to it. It's just, right. it's just when you a, let things go yeah. and you know, little, little ticky tack things aren't called after a while, it, it gets built up and it's mm -hmm. like, you know what? That's enough. Yeah. You know, and I think Kayla Thornton, she was just coming to the aid again. I don't really know what all happened. All we saw, you know, all that I saw was Brittany going for it, you mm -hmm. know, going for, uh, Anigwe, and of course, her jetting the other way, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, taking off. off. So, <laughs> I mean, due to the escalation, Brittany Griner did receive more, and it was a little, it's a little bit concerning because, I mean, uh, shout out to ESPNW because there was an yeah. article released on, mm -hmm. on how her, she feels towards the league and how, you yeah. know, she's really just in this for her teammates and the fact that things like this keep happening to the bigs in the league or right. to her specifically, right. she's getting beat up every night and things aren't being called. It's, it's pretty unfair. So, um, I mean, shout out to BG. Yeah. Uh, she's taking it. She's taking it on the chin. Everybody's right. just 
uh, dealing with it and moving on. And the Dallas Wings show that, you know, we're just moving on and doing our best that we can with what we have and right. just making it work with what we got. Right. But that, that was something, something interesting, <laughs> most yeah. definitely. Yeah, it is. So with four home games left, do you think the Dallas Wings have a chance at making the playoffs? Well, right now they're, what, 8 and 17? Mm-hmm. And they are a half game back from New York, mm-hmm. which they play on Friday. Right. And they are at home. At home. Mm-hmm. And I think two games away from the 8 spot. But mm-hmm. then if it comes down between them and Indiana, Indiana owns the tiebreaker. Exactly. Exactly. So a, a, a lot of things have to happen yeah. <laughs> in order for them to be able to make it. But, hey, keep playing like you are going to make it mm-hmm. is what my advice would be. Um they're showing some fire. They're showing some never give up. They're showing some, um, you know, uh, stick to itiveness, uh, right as of late. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. hey, it's a possibility. You never know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Agler did let us. Agler did let us know from the beginning that mm-hmm. you know this entire thing was going to be a process and right. a great foundation is being laid and right. it really seems like things are coming together. I mean, right. I can't wait till we get all of the pieces back after the suspensions to see what happens. I really yeah. think that Anigwe is going to show the league something uh, just because of what happened the other night. Right. You know, she's going to have to. <laughs> yeah, there, there's going to be some things that she's uh, going to want to prove. But right. uh, just seeing how it all comes together and seeing how if the team will finish strong, I, I, I just just can't wait to see it. I can't either. It's going to be something special, most definitely. And again, uh, she and uh, Kayla Thorne will be out again mm-hmm. on Friday, uh, their home game versus New York. And then uh, they are expected to return on Sunday's game uh, when they visit Connecticut. And then Kayla Davis will sit out. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a, a tough little stretch. Like, they seem like they put their heart into the game uh, against Los Angeles. I mean, would they be able to recover and rebound and get ready for this tough New York squad that is also fighting for a playoff spot? Right. Like right. it's gonna be good, so make sure you guys uh, come out to the game and check it out. It's gonna be the cool for school theme. Uh, all fans will be receiving a, a backpack. Back <laughs> to school right. time, guys. Yeah, so just make sure mm-hmm. you do that. But uh, going along with the themes, mm-hmm. the game against the Los Angeles Sparks was actually themed for Recovery Night. It was the first theme night of its kind. Um, there have been more discussions around mental health and. Uh, mm-hmm. The recovery night was one of those stressors uh, regarding that topic. I know it was just a actually a, a really great night. It was um, it was conceived by Jordan Bacchus. Um She's one of the Dallas Wings um, account executives, and um, about eight months ago, she just had an idea for recovery night. Uh, she uh, recovery meaning uh, anyone struggling with uh, substance abuse, alcoholism, gambling mental health challenges, you know, uh, any type of um, uh, challenges like those, you know, just bringing together uh, those who are in recovery or need to be in recovery, supporters of those who need to be in recovery, and then resources and organizations that deal with and help you, uh, you know, recover from those types of challenges, bringing all three of those together, you know, for love of basketball as well. And so, it all came to fruition, and uh, Imani McGee Stafford, of course, we know her story as she uh, dealt with, you know, um, uh, suicide attempts and drug abuse and all of that after um, sexual abuse at the hands of a family member. Uh, she was the face of tonight, and they basically um, had people in the audience um, attending the game who were in recovery. They had uh, caregivers for those who are in recovery, and then around the outside of the arena, um, they had different organizations with, like, uh, you know, pamphlets and booklets and just information to, you know, take 
you know, a way to help you as you deal with these types of issues and challenges. So it was a very successful night. And of course, um, the whole mental health, um, uh, you know, addictions uh, conversation uh, continues to come to the forefront in the W. You know, most recently, of course, we all know uh, the article that uh, that Liz Cambadge wrote in Players Tribune um, did not play mental rest, you mm-hmm. know, DNP mental rest um, versus just did not play rest, mm-hmm. you know, um, and how she talked about what she's still going through right now in terms of her mental uh, health and challenges and her struggles. Uh, of course, on the NBA side as well, they've made news recently um, requiring every team to have a retainer, uh, to have a a psychiatrist or mental health professional on retainer mm-hmm. you know for their teams that uh, the league for the w isn't doing that right now but certain teams like the the wings mm-hmm. you know do have um someone that they you know contract with to help you know talk with players and things like that one-on-one as needed so um the recovery night again was very successful um that they, they gave away over three thousand dollars in scholarships to uh, organizations in the dallas fort worth area that help uh, people who are in recovery and um, it's just bringing awareness and erasing the stigma of having, you know, some type of struggle or issue. Yeah, I mean, things are, are tough just in our society in general. And mm-hmm. the fact that this is coming to the forefront is really positive because people need to know about yeah. those resources available. Like, I had no idea that, you know, there were certain groups that even existed for mm-hmm. uh, this type of thing. And right. the fact that, you know, the WNBA and specifically the Dallas Wings are on mm-hmm. the forefront are having a night like this, mm-hmm. it's, it's really good to see it. And it's something that is super positive. And I hope that we get to see more of it um, around the league. And I, I, one final note, you know, on this, I think it's great that a lot of the players uh, are coming out talking about what they're dealing with, their struggles, um, because, you know, again, it gets the burden, you know, off of them. But then it also, I think it, it, it humanizes them because, you know, we see them on television, you know, or fans see them on television and they're playing. And you think that, you know, like Imani said, that they don't have any stresses or family or triggers or just like us, you mm-hmm. know, they're just like us. You know, so to hear that they're going through the same things that we go through, they have anxiety or they have depression or they, you know, upset about something or, you know, are dealing with some things and need to talk to somebody about it. I think it humanizes them and makes them even more personable. Yes, yes. And that's something good to see because, I mean, I know that I have a bad habit of fangirling with the WNBA players, but uh, things like this does uh, make them more relatable, gets mm-hmm. me to calm down a little bit when when being around them. And uh, it's, it's just, okay. Be a fan. WNBA yeah. love, guys. Yes, that's right. That's WNBA her. love. That is all <laughs> me. All right. So let's go ahead and take a look around the league. Sitting in first place, we have the Washington Mystics on a four-game winning streak. Elena Deladon has been the forefront of the MVP conversation. You got Connecticut at number two, uh, winning against the Seattle Storm tonight. Las Vegas Aces sitting third, uh, winning two. Uh, Dallas handing Los Angeles their loss. Mm-hmm. They're in fourth place. Mm-hmm. Um at number five, you have the Chicago Sky, who recently lost Gentel Lavender due to foot surgery. She had a fracture of foot that needed to get repaired. And then Seattle has been a little up and down. They're sitting at six. Minnesota just won one. They are seven. And Phoenix, on a three-game losing streak, is at number eight. Yeah. You know, and the first, what, uh, Washington, Connecticut, Las Vegas, even maybe throwing the sparks there. A couple of two or three games 
you play and the standings could then switch again, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Connecticut could be back on top after a couple of wins, you know. Uh, Los Angeles could be back on top after a couple of wins. So I could see those fluctuating. I don't know if they're going to stay those top three. I, I think one, two, and three, again, maybe four, that they're going to kind of go up and down, up and down for the next week or two uh, before they solidify. Um we have number nine, you know, at the bottom of the heap, we got, you know, the Fever, um, you know, who just lost Shanice Johnson for the year to arthroscopic knee surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the Liberty, who are on a six-game losing streak. They come in here on Friday to play the Wings, so that, that should be a game that we can pick up. And then, of course, um, we're at number 11 at 8-17 and 17 on a two-game win streak, and then... The Atlanta Dream have lost 10 in a row. Mm. That's been really surprising to me just that because Atlanta, really they have been having some good showings. Like they'll start off good or they'll play a good second half. And then it just it just hasn't been coming together in the end. I'm not sure. I can't just look at it and see, you know, what is right. the main issue. I mean, I know that offensively they've had their struggles. They haven't been, you know, shooting as well as they were previously. But... It's, it's really tough to see, you know, that number two seed all the way down at the bottom. Right. You have to file that under uh, curveball for me because, mm-hmm. this again, you know, from one year to the next, a dramatic drop-off, mm-hmm. you know, for the coach of the year at that. Right. You know, um, but so we have both of the – we have the Liberty and the Dream coming in here. Well, mm-hmm. we have uh, the Liberty coming in Friday mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we play the Dream in a – couple of days. Yeah, on the 25th, and yeah, then 25th. Exactly. we have an opportunity to mess up things for the Sun as we visit right. them twice. Exactly. Like, we're facing all teams that are uh, at the top of the standings. Right. Like I said, the Malice in Dallas, they got a real chance to, to mix things up, especially with the Washington Mystics. We face off against them twice. Right. Once, uh, one time away, and then one time with them here. And then we finish off the season with the Seattle Storm. And there's also one more matchup against the Minnesota Lynx. Now, that on August 22nd, the Rookies of the Year candidates will be going head to head. So yes. you get a first look, to, I mean, another look to see them. Is that an away game? Is that here? No, it's going to be away in Minnesota okay. um, mm-hmm. at 7 o'clock our time. So oh, I'm just. going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be good. <laughs> All of these games, it's, it's going to be a tough stretch for the Dallas Wings. But like I said, they have an opportunity to really shake things up right. in the playoff picture, regardless if they make it themselves. But if they do, they still have an opportunity to do it against some really good teams. Right. So let's take a second to talk about the MVP conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me so far, the front runner has been Elena Deladon. She's been balling with that mask and that brace over there in Washington, uh, pushing them to the top spot in the league. Uh, you also have candidates like John Quill Jones. Yes, yeah, that, that, she was my preseason pick for uh, MVP. And yeah. then now you got... Neka. Yeah, yeah, Neka Gumuke has Coming been thrown in. in the conversation. I mean, she recently got uh, Player of the Week honors earlier this week. You think those are the top three? Uh, I mean, there think? could there could be more. I mean, to me, um, there hasn't been a whole lot of individuals sticking out. Uh, mm-hmm. Just that's really just pushing their teams towards success. Like, if Dallas was in a better position, then Enrique would be not only considered for Rookie of the Year but MVP. Right. But considering the record, we're not going to go there. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
really it's just been a lot of team basketball. Like I can't pick one player off of right. the Las Vegas the Aces, Aces, right? Uh, right. For example, to to say who's who's really leading them because one of them could easily be in the MVP conversation. Right. It could easily be Liz Cambage as well. But you know, with the way that they've been balling, it's just it's team basketball all around. Right. It's team basketball that are making these teams be successful right. towards the top of the standings. I mean, even with Chicago Sky, I mean Diamond DeShields, she's likely i mean she could be most improved we don't know um but it's like it's hard. yeah oh yeah handy uh-huh. oh would she be most improved or six woman of the year well yeah she got both yeah okay. <laughs> that's happened before so yeah, yeah so mm-hmm. i mean it's it's really good to see that these uh John team- Quayle, by the way yeah <laughs> she's the one who, she, she did it yeah yeah she was most improved and um yeah. Okay. Six, All right. Six women. Yeah. So uh, shout out to Dierica Hamby. She could do that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that MVP is pretty much uh, Elena Deladon's to lose. I, I think so too. I do agree. Even though John Quell was my preseason pick, um, uh, EDD, the Washington Mystics are number one because of, of, of her, yeah. her play. And it's like you take her away. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily see the same team. Like, mm-hmm. they're still balling without mm-hmm. Christy Tolliver right now mm-hmm. because, you know, Elena Deladon has stepped up right. and is just balling. I mean, you take John Quill off of the Connecticut Sun, I mean, they could probably still be where yeah. they are. Not yeah. as effective in the middle, yeah. but it still wouldn't be as detrimental as EDD um, being taken absence, away from. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be. Uh, like I said, it's hers to lose. We'll see how it ends up uh, towards the end of the season. I'm just really, really excited to see how everything shakes out. I posted the other day, like, we're less than a month away from the end of the regular season. Yeah. I can't believe that that's, it's already here. <laughs> like, it's gone so fast. It really has. I know. Wow. Yeah, but it's been it's been quite the year. I mean, it's had uh, ups and downs. It's been a roller coaster emotionally. Right. There's been drama. Right. There's been, you know, the rumble at the resort. Exactly. So. <laughs> yeah, right. That's, yeah, that's yeah. it. So it's and, um, and there's only more to come because after after this season, there's a lot of changes are going to come about. We have the CBA uh, negotiations that you know because we've mm-hmm. already agreed to opt out. So that's going to have to take place this next year. There's also no All Star game uh, next year because yeah. of the Olympics. So it's going to be a lot of uh, it's going to be some WNBA withdrawals going on here in about a month and a half after oh, the. Uh, playoffs and all that <laughs> yeah tell me about it like okay so you bring up the cba you know i always got to throw one question at you randomly okay. now with the cba yeah. negotiations mm-hmm. how close do you think the league is to a lockout hmm that's interesting i don't know yeah i mean i, I don't know i know that kathy you know Engelbert is on hand and she knows the issues you know i'm sure that reps have begun talking with her uh, they're putting some cards on the table, you know, showing their hand. I'm not really sure. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. That's that's the thing that scares me the most about it. And then it's mm-hmm. like, if there is a lockout, what does that do? Like, it's it's completely separate from the Olympics, right? It right. wouldn't really have an effect on Team no. USA. Um, it might actually free them up to, to right. rest their exactly. bodies and get ready <laughs> exactly. for the competition. But that's mm-hmm. one of the things that concerns me because I know, you know, we've had the lockout in the NBA before when they were going through their negotiations. Right. So I, I don't see why it could be any different for the WNBA. Mm-hmm. I know that they are very serious about the things that they want fixed, uh, the pay exactly. being the main thing, exactly. um, traveling. Mm-hmm. Like, they, I don't understand why you can't get the team in first class I don't or either. just with leg room. Like, <laughs> Standing around flying you know stand by and all of that yeah do you think there's a correlation between how they travel and the injuries we've seen 
Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Because, you know, my foot and my back is all cramped up when I'm on a flight. I can imagine, you know, right. a 6'2", six, 6'3", six, you know, six, player. 6'8", eight. Eight, right. <laughs> player crammed into a seat. So, possibly, you know. Yeah. It's uh, it's going to be really interesting to see. But you got, you know, the president, Neko Gumake, mm-hmm. and uh, the WNPA just, you know, doing what they can to, to get right. the best for the players right. and I mean and they deserve it they do mm-hmm. they do the they give us their hard. best on the court I'm yeah sure. no yeah they mm-hmm. do um every night they're going out there putting their heart mm-hmm. on the floor and really with the conditions that they're in they they don't have to right they don't have to so um I'm wishing them well on these negotiations and please 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 don't lock out <laughs> please 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 so before we wrap up let's go ahead and um just go over the wing schedule the remaining schedule a little bit all right, so on the 16th, we've already mentioned the game uh, against the Liberty. They're coming into town on that losing streak. We should be able to get that one and yeah. then travel to Connecticut. Uh, that's when we'll see the last of the suspensions with mm-hmm. Kayla Davis serving her one game. Mm-hmm. Then they travel August 22nd to Minnesota. Again, tune into that matchup between the Rookie of the Year candidates. And you have Atlanta coming into town, which I hope they don't take it too lightly on uh, August 25th at 3 o'clock Central. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's that's a game that they should pretty much win. Then you're off to Chicago on the 29th. And then you have the Mystics on – the 31st mm-hmm. coming to town for the first time this season. I'm really excited to see that matchup in person. That yeah. is going to be a game. Yeah, it's uh, it's really good to – I want to see EDD in person, that MVP candidate, yes. and then Ariel Powers, of course, returning. Mm-hmm. Every time she comes back, you know, it's a good showing. Right. You know, you know fans showing love. She was a fan favorite before departing. Big time. And then uh, November – I mean, September – Fourth, you have the Connecticut Sun. Uh, they go and see Teresa Plaisance again. Um, hopefully, she'll get the show up and show out against her former team. Right. And then they travel September 6th against the Mystics, and they finish at home on September 8th against the Seattle Storm. Now, that right. is going to be a tough out. I mean, it's a tough okay. schedule to the end, but they have the top four teams mm-hmm. the last three games. Mm-hmm. Well, wait. Well, Storm. Yeah, not one of them, but yeah. the Mystics and the Sun back to back. Yeah, mm-hmm. who knows? The Storm could be in there by the time we That's can true. get to the end of the season, especially if the Wings can shake things up with those right. matchups against Washington and Connecticut. So, I mean, other teams, you guys, after watching tonight, when we get all of the pieces, when Dallas gets all of the pieces, do not take them lightly. Even on the road, the monkeys off the back. Right. The road win has happened. I right. think they don't have that pressure on them to to try and get that W because it's already done. Um, they're just looking to um, maintain and keep learning under Agler and lay that foundation. And, you know, some players are even fighting for a position on the team next year. I mean, Azaree Stevens is done for the year with her foot injury. We're likely not going to see Mariah Jefferson at all. Uh, Probably not going to see Skylar either. Single-digit games now. Yeah. So so. Well, she was there tonight. Yeah, Mm -hmm. she's been there. She's been Mm -hmm. around. So we just got to see how things are going to shake out. And I think um, these last games, the team is really just going to be learning. So, right. Y'all watch out. Yeah. So thank you for tuning in to the Soaring Wings show. We appreciate you. Yes, on the mm-hmm. Windsider Network. Shout out to them. Um, be sure to check out Dorothy's articles on The Athletic. I mean, we didn't ask thank you. you. Are The Athletic readers called anything specific? No. We can start something. The Athletics. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> 
Y'all can get that. Y'all can get that going. Like on on my website, it's just a fan website, WNBALove.com. Mm-hmm. I just call them WNBA lovers. Okay. Um, I don't think for Sue, I write for Sue Women'sHoopsWorld.com. I don't think she has a name for her reads though. World. Yeah, but mm-hmm. let's let's get that going. Most definitely. All right. We thank you guys for listening to us and hanging out. Yes. Yeah, so I am uh, at WNBA Love on Twitter at WNBA underscore Love on Instagram. And Dorothy J. Gentry on Twitter and Instagram. All right. Thanks again, guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you all later. This is Arika Ogunbowale, and you're listening to The Soaring Wings Show.